Welcome to the main break, the Standards Weekly Footy Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the main break. I'm Nick Ansel. I'm here with Sean Hardiman, and we're very lucky to have Jared Fitzgerald on the line having a chat with us. How are you guys? It's uh, no, really good to have you on the line, Fitzy. Um, obviously, been a bit of a been a funny old year um, with, with no footy. I'd imagine probably one of the strangest winters you've had in in quite a long time with with you know no uh, you know with no football on in in a lot of ways. But um, I think it's been a couple of weeks now since the Hamden League um, decided to to cancel things as a result of of COVID nineteen. Um, I guess what what did you make of uh, Make of all that, Fitzy. What were your thoughts on on the decision to to, to, to sort of cut it for this year? Um, I thought I was hoping that we might have been able to play some footy because of the uh, the value of football to communities, and it's not just about the players; it's everyone involved. Yeah. But I I totally understand. The reason why the competition was called off, yep, um, because there's a lot, lot of complexities. Some of those complexities are still to be defined, and I thought one of the issues that we're always going to have is what was the return to football look like in terms of the health protocols, yep, and possibly in the last few days now, some of those protocols have got even more stringent than what we thought that they may have been. Yeah, well, that's a, it's an interesting one because I think there was certainly a body of the community that may have been of the opinion when, when the Hamden League made the call that it was a little bit early or you know something like that. But I think with some of the restrictions that have you know perhaps been tightened in recent recent days, uh, it's looking perhaps like it, it may have been the right decision at, at this point, isn't it? It's such a it's been such a such a tough act, you know. To you just can't predict anything with this with this virus and, and how things are going to go. Sean, one thing that sport does teach us is that there's always a bigger issues than just ourselves. Yep. So, particularly in team sports. So, if, if, if you get a little bit of in, if you get too introspective and just think about yourself, um, regardless of what role that you've got in footy, you then need to counterbalance that by thinking about others. Yep. And there was certainly going to be some risks for all people involved, whether they were the risks of the responsibilities of compliance or whether that was just a genuine health risk. And I think we've got to be mindful of that all the time. Regardless of what we were looking for, we had to look at the bigger picture always, I thought. I know this season was obviously um, a, a bit of a change for you coming back into the Hamden League. I know it'd been quite a quite a while since you, you coached in that, heading up to a club, quite a unique club in in Hamilton Kangaroos. Um, you know, obviously the result of a merger um, between two rivals. And how have you found? Um, obviously, I know you've had your preseason under your belt now, but how have you found life at, at, at coaching Hamilton Kangaroos, Fitzy? Um, well, it's hard to, to probably to define it easily. Nick, um, but it, there's certainly some adjustments that I needed to make. Yeah. Um, but what I what I found was the more that I began to immerse myself into the environment, very very good people involved. Yeah. Um, I, 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 
wouldn't have accepted the position if I didn't think that was the case. Yep. Because I've always had a view that to be a to be a successful football club on the field, you have to be well organised off the field and have good people around you. And the, the couple of things really impressed me about the people I was working most closely with is that everything that they had assured me or promised me or said that they would do for me to coach, they had either done it or they were trying very, very hard to fulfil their obligations. So that was a really important criteria to me that they were, um, there's a lot of integrity yeah. within the uh, within the structure of the footy club. Uh, and, and I can sense a really good future of the footy club now that the merger has settled. Yeah. And that it's the, it's the one town team. Yep. And uh, I can see a very, very good future for Hamilton Kangaroos. I guess coming in um, this season, you know, your last uh, your last coaching role was obviously with the Rebels and um, you know, everything before you accepted this particular role. How with Hamilton, I guess obviously the boys would have you know taken a little while to get used to um, you know new training methods and, and new theories and new philosophies as there is with every coach. But um, how how was the side shaping up? Um, you know, leading into round one before things were sort of postponed. Um, again, a bit hard to measure, mm. um, but I, I said, I said from the from the very first time I met, not just the footy club but the broader community under the grandstand, that I, I said that there will be some changes as a result of a new coach. Yeah. Um, some of the changes perhaps will be quite significant, but I, I kept saying to the people that. We need to keep an open mind. Yeah. Um, that there's been a lot of good work done. I'd, I'd spent quite a bit of time with Matt Dunn in his earlier years. I'm really, really good person and a really good footy coach. Yep. So I thought that, that, that I, I knew, and one of the reasons also I accepted jobs, I knew the club had been well coached and was heading in the right direction. Mm. But I, I, I had a view, because of the large number of community coaches who either I have coached or have mentored as coaches is that I've begun to have a bit of a view that, that we have to be a bit careful about how much we expected of our players and our volunteers um, in terms of their, their contribution to the footy club and to, to their playing and also to the team. Yep. And so what I had done was perhaps... Uh, brought in a, a system where they would be required to be at the club for less time than what they had been. Mm-hmm. There would therefore be some responsibility to do some preparation in their own time or in small groups. Mm. Um, we were beginning to adjust to that and we were about to go into the next phase of my pre-season or my in-season program, which was Monday night after the game was pure recovery, off-legs training, uh, feedback review, yep, and then the Wednesday night was going to be the really big, long, solid footy training night. And then if they wanted to have a kick and a touch elsewhere, well, that was fine. But so I was beginning to take them into that. What I said all along was a little bit less than perhaps what they'd been used to. Yep, um, but hopefully train with quality and purpose. Absolutely. Oh, it's uh, very, very early doors um, at the moment. But um, have you put any thought into next season yet, Fitzy? Are you hoping to coach again next year? Yes, yeah, we've had um, had a meeting, and yeah, but it, 
it would be my intention to want to continue, yes. Yep. But at the same time, there's just a few things that we need to tick off, if you want to say that, or just get organised yep. um, to then make sure that that decision then is a permanent one. So, um, but, but my view is that I would like to continue. There's something that we had started and I'd like to continue, but as I said, there's a few things that we want to just get organised for, you know, just to tidy that up. I was going to ask one more on that. Um, does having a, a year off give you uh, more time to implement the systems you're, you're sort of putting in place? Obviously, that new way of training uh, with the club. If I'm, if I haven't answered yeah, the question yeah, or yeah. interpreted correctly, let me know, Sean. But particularly, you might be able to come in as well, Nick. But by having at least the experience of last summer, um, I, I sort of feel like I'm a lot better, uh, better, better prepared for the input that I can have within that environment. Um, I, I also think that the players perhaps have been able to get a bit more of an understanding of me and my type of coaching and um, perhaps some of the changes that we brought in last year, they won't be changes next time because we've had some experience with them. Um, and I, I will say that Hamilton's well served in terms of having... Um, some really good people who I think can help me in the preparation and the conditioning of the players. Um, so hopefully the bit of time that we had before we had the shutdown can lead to us hitting the ground running. Um, that's that that, that that would be my view. I hope I've answered that correctly for you, Sean. You've had sort of experience with the, the Rebels and in, in sort of the NAB TAC Cup sort of system. Um, obviously, they're, they're coming back. Um, how do you sort of feel um, players in the region will be sort of served from... Um, coming back into play some NAB League footy this year? So all along, and I've had some good discussions with some footy people, obviously off the record, because no one really knows um, what what the reset looks like, Sean and Nick. It's a, I think we've got to be a little bit careful of people who form opinions because they've had a chat here or a chat there. I reckon we've got to be there's as much circumspect as we've ever had because some really good football who really understand the totality of the game are quite unsure of what this whole thing looks like. Mm. And I think last weekend at four o'clock when Bill McLaughlin had the press conference, I think it was a bit of a reminder. This, 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 is, this is something that we've never known before and there's some real doubts and uncertainties around what the future looks like. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'm fairly confident of is that when we resume, the, the, the sport of Aussie rules footy, if you want to call it that, will always need a pathway from the grassroots level right through to the top. And I, I saw an example of that even on the weekend with the Brisbane Lions playing the West Coast Eagles. We saw Jared Berry and Huey McCluggage have a pretty significant impact on that particular game. Well, knowing the background of both those boys, um, they've come from regional centres. Uh, they've begun to play really well at their club. Um, they've then been invited into the talented player programs, uh, begun to do well in those programs and then find their way through to the top. So there's examples of blokes that we know, and there's lots of others. And then you get a player 
who begins to develop a bit later in life, like a Tommy Stewart um, at at Geelong. Right. So, how? What does that look like in terms of the overall structure of footy? Mm. So, we need the community level, we need the junior levels, we need the footy in schools, and we need it right through to the AFL level. We will have that again, but it will be different than what it was. Yeah, is there an unknown of what that, that's sort of going to look like? It's, a, it's an interesting time for, for footy. Do you feel like a, a time to be able to sort of reset and sort of have a look at things and, and come back with a fresher mind to um, sort of come out stronger after this? Yeah, and I think we also need to be mindful of the fact that the, 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 the sport, uh, if you want to call it the sport or the industry, um, has taken a significant hit financially, as mm. have nearly all the sports. We look at the, the, the severe impact financially on cricket and then what that will look like for the funding right through. Uh, doesn't change the fact that we need a pathway, but the pathway won't quite have the resources that it once had. So therefore, that'll lead to some challenges which um, perhaps are unknown at this stage. Um, but as we've said a little bit earlier, it won't be like what it was. Uh, it'll be different. And, and in a way, we've got to adjust to that. Oh, you've also had a fair bit of experience in the coaching in the VFL as well, Fitzy. It looks like an interesting competition this year with... Um, you know, no AFL affiliated clubs taking part. Um, how do you think that will pan out? It'll it'll be an interesting time for for VFL footy. Very very interesting, and and even chatting to some of my good friends in who are still involved in, in the VFL system, uh, Nick. To be honest with you, they 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 really don't quite know what it looks like either. Yeah. So um, that's so we've gone from. You know, having the the AFL clubs having a team in the VFL via their reserve side, and you look at the success on through their VFL program, to the success of the uh, the Western Bulldogs via their Footscray program. Yeah. And then we all admired the, the, the rebirth or the re, reset of Richmond. Yeah. When they left Coburg and put their own team in the VFL, and then all of a sudden, some of those wonderful young Richmond players come through their VFL program. So there's no doubt that the AFL clubs um, have a have a real view that they want to have a really good system. But at the same time, we need to create an environment where standalone VFL clubs, Port Melbourne and Williamstown and Coburg. Etc. Who are currently, you know, trying to play in early August? We need those clubs to be able to survive in the system as well, and that's why there was the football people were really sad when the team was lost out of North Ballarat because that was the last of the country teams yeah. which could attract players from country Victoria into Ballarat, and then quite a few of those lads, as you well know, ended up finding their way through to the AFL system. And we look at. How magnificent Isaac Smith was the other night. Well, he came through the North Ballarat system and lots of others. Yep. And then quite a few of those players who came into the VFL system then found their way back out to local clubs with their coaching and their influence. And the the whole sport was strengthened because of that program. And that, and that was a loss. So there is a need for a really good state level system. Yep. Um, what that looks like, again, will be a bit different than what it was. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Fitzy. Um, yeah, really good to have a chat um, about everything and good to have a catch up. Terrific, Nick. Nice to catch up to you, boys, and also to you, Sean, and keep up your own work because um, the, the sport will return. Um, and as we've said, it'll, it'll be different than what it was, but perhaps this year has been a reminder to us of how important sport is to us all that maybe we had taken it for granted. Um, and this year is a reminder to us that uh, it is fairly precious and uh, it. it, it it plays a really important role, particularly in the communities that we represent, and we look forward to it resuming.